Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to creative types about how they do their thing, how they keep it going, how they hang in there through all the ups and downs. And this is a special episode I'm putting out on a Saturday because there's a movie that just opened in LA and I want to get the word out uh, while it's playing here. So the movie's called Hot to Trot. It's a documentary about the same-sex ballroom dance scene, and I got to go to the opening night screening here in L.A. at the Music Hall last night. And uh, before the movie, I talked to uh, Gail Friedman, the director of the movie, as well as two of the main dancers that are followed in the film, Emily Coles and Ernesto Palma, who I think is the next Sandra Bullock, America's Sweetheart. Um, They're both really charming and winning in the film, and... um, I don't know, the, the characters are great, and it's a really interesting world. And then afterwards, they did a Q&A, and somebody that consulted on the movie and is seen uh, in a few scenes, a dancer named David Estrada, um, spoke in the Q&A, and he talked about this new rule that changed in the ballroom world, where they basically put a rule in recently saying that uh, same-sex couples can't compete. So this happened like two years ago. So I grabbed him after the Q&A and said, I want to know more about that. So you're going to hear four people talking, Gail Friedman, Emily Coles, Ernesto Palma, and David Estrada about this cool topic of same-sex ballroom dancing. Um, before we get to that, though, I want to just give you an update about my game project, You Don't Know My Life. Uh, we've sent everything to the printer in Singapore, and our game is getting made. Uh, so thank you to everyone that pre-ordered um, that helped us pay for that uh, deposit on, on everything. We will continue taking pre-orders uh, until we don't have any more games left. So if you want to take out an insurance policy on a happy holiday season, you can go order a game at you don't know my life game.com. Um, we'll be getting the games in in December and um, saving Christmas, basically. I also want to get a plug-in for my other business, LifeCast by Dennis Hensley. It's where People hire me to interview them or their loved ones about their lives. I sort of help them create uh, audio mementos. Um, You can say it's your parents' wedding anniversary and you want to get their story down and they don't feel like writing an autobiography or they don't want to be on camera. So just let me interview them and you can cherish it and share it like a podcast. Uh, So you can learn more about that at getalifecast.com. All right, that's all the plugs for me. Um, Here, without any further ado, are the folks from Hot to Trot. All right, I'm here at the Music Hall Theater in Beverly Hills with Gail Friedman, the director of the new documentary, Hot to Trot. It's about the world of same-sex ballroom dancing. What got you interested in that world? Thanks for having us, Dennis. Yeah, it was thrilling. I love dancing, you know. I know, I you're a dancer. There you go. So it's all, it's all in my sweet spot. Well, you're going to hear some of this probably during the Q&A, but um, it was a fluke. I had just finished making, am I loud enough for you? Yeah. I had just finished making a very different kind of film um, about the making of the 9-11 memorial. Right, and I saw was, that in your bio. And I, was, I had spent two years on that and was looking for something that would be very different, very joyful, very celebratory. Yeah. And one of my uh, chief cameramen happened to mention that he had grown up with a woman who lives on the West Coast and runs some kind of same-sex dance troupe. And something kind of exploded in the back of my brain. And I wanted to know more, and that's how it began. Uh, What do you hope people get from it? You know, for me, it's this kind of um, sweet spot between art and politics. Right. And I think that it's about breaking boundaries, living your dream, personal power, political muscle. So I hope that people not only come away with a great appreciation for the artistry and the athleticism of these dancers, but also for their personal journeys. 
and and the dance is kind of the glue that brings them all together. Um, why do you think this film is important now? I think there's a couple different levels on which to answer that. One is that I think LGBTQ rights are perhaps the civil rights issue of our time. And in this climate, I feel like they're imperiled along with all kinds of other civil rights. And so I think that we come along at, at a time that's perhaps more relevant than I could have even envisioned. And also, we're so polarized as a society right now, and there's so much despair and so much anger. And I hope that there's a kind of a more universal message of unity. People are desperate for something hopeful and optimistic. And I hope that we bring that to the table, too. And what's more hopeful than dancing? Hey, there you go. Hey, I'm here with Ernesto. What are your two last names? Palma Camacho. Uh, you're a breakout in this film. Thanks. Very charming. Now, did you realize how much you would be revealing about your life in making this movie? No. <laughs> Actually, not at all. But then... I thought I had to be honest, as honest as I can be. I'm really blunt sometimes. Right. Most of the times. Yeah. But I literally thought, I was like, you know, why would I hold back in this moment in time right. just to look good or bad on camera? I'm like, just gotta be me. Yeah. So I just let it all out. You let it all out. The way this film explores gender is interesting because, like, even I knew I was gay, but I still kind of wanted to dance with a girl and lift her and have the skirt go. I think those images are very ingrained in us no matter how impressive we are. So I like that this movie sort of explores the other things. Well, you know why what you said is so true because I actually myself when I learned how to dance, I, I would learn by girls. The girls were dancing with me. They would lead me into it and then I would lead them and I have myself ingrained in that picture of like, oh, I want to do this with the girls, and I want to do that with the girls. It's not like it feels like against everything. No. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's definitely. But the, when I started dancing with guys, the first time, I, did, I don't know, I think it was the first time when I started dancing with a guy who was uh, at a gay bar in right. Costa Rica. And I started dancing salsa, and I'm like, oh my, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh my god. Like, oh. Like, this is I, it's like, you just kind of like, you kind of like, you feel like you just came. I'm like, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing because of like the connection with the men. Right. You're like, this is what I was looking for. This is what this is about. Like, just to be able to be gay, out and loud and proud and do what you feel like you want to do, dancing on, on the dance floor with a man. It's like the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you during a competition? Have you ever had a bad wardrobe malfunction? No, the worst thing I forgot my steps. I literally went over. I literally went so blank, and I kept going over and over. No, in a same-sex competition, actually, I was with uh, in a mainstream, and I just keep looking at her, and, I, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" She goes like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "I, I'm like, I don't know what to do," <laughs> and I just kept doing the same four eights over and over and over again, and she was like, "I'm gonna kill you," and that was the worst thing I has forgotten. What has it meant to you to be in this project? Because I know it's taken a long time. It's like you make friends with people or you become part of something. What has it meant to you? Everything. Literally everything. It is so... So meaningful. Yes. And it, there's a part of inside of me that it feels... It's like a, a, like a, like a something just grow yeah. and flourish. And it makes me so happy. So that makes me want to cry just to think about it like this. But it is, it is like that. Like it just makes me... Feel so happy that I accomplished. I was part of this, yeah. and this will always be in my life for the rest of my life. Why do you dance? 
for living, for love, for passion, life, fitness.、Yeah. Um, it just gives me life. Okay, I'm here with Emily Coles, also one of the people that appear in Hot to Try. What has it meant for you in your life? Because I know it's been a number of years that it's all been going on. Yeah, it has.、Um, what has it meant for me in my life? There's a way in which I feel like it has. I feel somewhat legitimized by it、um, as a dancer, in a way. Although I, I mean, I, I've been dancing for a very long time, and I've been competing for a long time, and、right. I teach. I mean, that's my, that's how I make my living is teaching dance. Right.、Um, but it always. This, because the same-sex competitive ballroom community is so small, it feels, in a way, it feels like it's kind of easy to be a big fish in that very small pond.、Right. And I have always reminded myself, you know, I might, I might feel like, you know, yeah, I know everybody in this competition and whatever, but the reason that's possible for me is because it is a very small pond.、Right. And so there was a way in which Gail's focus upon us, and then the subsequent film that came out of that. Made it feel like our our pond widened, yeah, which pond is yeah, the pond did get bigger, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, and the more the bigger our pond can be, the better. I、yeah. think. I love it. Now you talk about the the way dance and and the competitions have sort of helped you deal with other things in your life. And,、mm-hmm. and uh, what has dance brought to you?、Mm-hmm. Um. Well, in terms of for for me, in terms of thinking about a career, yeah, I've I've gone through a few different iterations of what I thought my career would be. Yeah. And, and was <laughs> a little bit a little bit floating around. Tried some things that didn't work, and、um, and I've always because I've had diabetes my entire life. I have always felt like well, whatever I do for work, it needs to be physical because it does not work for me to sit for eight hours a day.、Right. It doesn't work for my diabetes. It doesn't work for my blood sugar management.、Right. It doesn't work for my psychology either. It just、right. it makes me unhappy and very physically uncomfortable. And so I had been sort of casting about for you know. But then, okay, so if I want a physical job, what does that, what does that mean?、Like? I came up with like coffee barista, which、yeah. didn't exactly feel like a career path long term. Although,、right. frankly, I really enjoyed being a coffee barista. Sometimes long I look、ago. at people doing it and I'm like, that looks kind of fun. Like, <laughs> you know what? It is、yeah. really fun. Yeah. Although sometimes、it's、I look、totally、at it and、fun. I think I could never do that. <laughs> it looks too hard. I could do it. No, you could I could do learn it. it. Thank you. You could do it. And then thank you, Emily.、Social. I need to be reassured <laughs> that I could do that. Dennis, we're going to do a documentary about, about coffee baristas and me becoming and about you becoming. I love it. I'm in. That's I love the smell of coffee. I love the social aspect. Oh my god, the social aspect is great. The environment is spectacular. Yeah, it's not bad. It's so, not bad. So I, so I had, I, so I was a coffee barista for、yeah. a while. I went to school. I got a, I got a higher degree in epidemiology because、right. I love science and I wanted to be a high-powered scientist. Right. And then I got my dream job as an epidemiologist at the Lesbian Center for Health Research at UCSF. Love it. I couldn't have aimed any higher. That was exactly where、yeah. I wanted to be. Hated it. I totally hated it because I was at a computer the whole entire time. Right. It was all statistics. And、um, data processing. And, How long did and it take you to realize, wow, this isn't for me? Two months. Yeah, I mean, it was、long. clear right off the bat. Wow. I hated being at the computer all day,、yeah. and so I stopped doing that and was really at a loss.、Um, and then a, a friend saw me dancing someplace, sort of a friend of a friend. Dancing, I think salsa or something, out、sure. at a club, and saw that I loved、Tearing、it. That I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Yeah. And he said, "I am starting my own dance studio, and I'm looking for teachers. 
would you like to teach at my studio? And I, you know, and I was already in my late 20s at that point. Right. And I said, I don't know. I don't know how to teach. I mean, I dance for fun, but but I don't have no idea how to teach dance. And I don't know any ballroom or right. Latin, you know, other than salsa. And and he said that he would teach me how to dance and how to teach other people how to dance. And so since I didn't have another plan and it sounded like a lot of fun, I said yes. And that's what sort and of... And it worked out. It worked out. That's what, what was it like at first? Were you like, is this going to work? No, I was really just having a good time yeah. at first. I was really it into right it. from the beginning. Yeah. That's awesome. And I've always danced, even as a real, at a really young age. Like, yeah. I've always taken, like, as a kid, yeah. I took ballet lessons for a while and then jazz yeah. lessons. And then for a while, I was really into belly dancing and right. I had a whole stint with Brazilian samba. So right. I had tried a lot of different dances. Yeah. And and then at that point in my life, felt like, well, you can't become a professional dancer. If I'm already in my 20s, I should right. have become a professional dancer when I was 16 or something. Right. So it's just, that's too late to be my dream. All I can do is sort of dabble and do it for fun. So then when he presented that as a this potential reality, a yeah, yeah, that felt really, really exciting. I love it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you during a competition? Wardrobe malfunction? Oh. Ernesto talked about totally drawing a blank one time. Just Oh, that's you know? the worst well, thing that ever happened to him? <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll be in a, we'll I totally right draw a blank at some point in every single competition. <laughs> I, I, um, I lead... In all our competitions, yeah. and um, and I completely blank out at some point in every single yeah. competition. So I don't even think of that as like the worst possible thing that yeah. happened. Once I had a, I was doing a quick step, and my dance, which is a fast dance of that course. involves like, like sprinting around yeah, yeah. the floor, and my dance partner <laughs> tripped on the hem of her gown, uh-huh. and fell flat on her back at like a full-on run she just wiped out and i wiped out on top of her wow and this happens sometimes in quick step competitions i've seen it happen to other people too so and then we popped back up and started dancing again so actually it seems kind of catastrophic but um you get up and keep going you know yeah actually it was fine it was totally fine and people cheered for us that we were able to get back up and keep going after like a pretty spectacular wipeout I love it All right, last (laughs) question why do you dance? because it brings me joy it makes me happy and it makes me healthy all right, I'm here with David Estrada. You were involved in the film as well. Um, you appear in it a couple of times, and then you also were behind the scenes doing some stuff. Is that right? That's correct. Did you notice a difference for yourself as a dancer when you first uh, started doing same-sex competitions? Did it feel different in a way that surprised you? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like um, society in general just kind of um, takes that feeling for um, men on men dancing together and like kind of throws it down the toilet. Right. But, um, but when you actually kind of open yourself up to it, and even for, I felt weird because of how I was been trained in life to um, think about it and think about being gay and think about whatever. Um, but when you start doing it with my friend Eddie, it was great too because um, we kind of had a relationship as well. So it was um, a romantic relationship or a um, friend c- relationship? C- uh, kind of, kind of both. Right. Kind of both, yeah. We were, we were like in the middle, yeah. That's interesting. Um, but, that must have been interesting to dance. Oh, yeah, for sure. Express, and to, yeah. yeah, exactly, to express a little bit in a different way. Yeah. Not just like behind closed doors, but to. Right. Um, but, in reality, yeah, I'm in front of people, and in that way, I think it's it was um, kind of life changing. Yeah, I, I'm a dancer, and I also am gay. And I remember the first time I went to like a country bar and saw men dancing. Yes, it kind of weirded me out yes. a little bit, uh-huh. even when I was out or whatever. And what I think is wonderful about the film is 
by the end of it, you're not even thinking that people are same sex. Or that yeah. you guys did a number tonight after the sh- after the film, and that idea didn't. E- In other words, it, it's a little weird maybe at first to see because we're yeah. not used to it. And it's but it's not weird for that long. I know. Well, it's so funny that you say that because the first time I ever like danced with a man in general was at a country bar in San right. Diego um, called Kickers. But, um, but yeah, I felt super uncomfortable the first couple times. As it's well, yeah, it was even very strange. as open-minded as you are, I'm yeah. out, I'm gay. There's something about dance we're used to very traditional roles, yes, right? Exa- yeah, and, and, and people telling us what you know, what how we have to be as men and, or women in general, you know. But um, yeah, I think it's amazing that you can feel that way and you can do that whole thing. Right. But my but watching the film for sure, my um, I think I've already been like kind of been um that trauma tra- how do you say it um traumatization right right has exactly. been taken away from me yeah well I, I i went into this going maybe i would like to take a same sex class i don't know i'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> and by the end i was like where do i sign up i want in other words i think we do have blocks around it but i think they fall away quick if we yes. give them a chance to yeah, I think it's just like in the movie, Nikolai's da- dad, in the end, how yeah. um, he kind of came through and came to their wedding and stuff. I think yeah. I think people just ha- ha- need time to kind of like let that barrier fall and say, you know what, what's yeah. important in life and love and happiness is important. And I think people, when they see the film too and when they f- dance with whoever they want to dance with, I think yeah. that's the important thing. I think that's what people feel in the end. They dance and they meet somebody and they fall in love and then they have kids. Yeah, that's exactly how it happens. That's, that's, that's exactly how I need a happens. dance class. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, I need kids. Yeah, no, I don't know about kids, but the rest of it, I'm me up. You mentioned something in the Q&A about the rules for major competitions, yes. sort of official rules, sort of changing and going backwards. Can you just uh, articulate that? Yeah, so I was telling um, in the, question, the Q&A um, about the umbrella um, of the mainstream world, just as the National Dance Council of America, which is they're the, like the big the organization. They they control everything. They control right. every decision. They control what we wear, what we dance, the steps we do. Right. If you've ever seen Strictly Ballroom, of course, it's, those, it's yeah, literally yeah. yeah, no new steps. Yeah. L- literally, it's that. I want to do my steps yes. my way at the Pan Pacific. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. right. Scott Hastings, um, so, and that literally is the um, exactly what it's like. Um, except they control more than that. They control who you dance with and um, how you dance with them and where, like who can enter the ballroom and everything. But um, to answer your question, the, um, in the, the European market, there was actually a lawsuit from two same-sex dancers that got kicked out of a ballroom, and they actually amended that and um, are able to dance now. In the and, European. In the European, in, in, they, the European, somebody market. challenged it, and then they let them in. Correct, but here in America, a law, a rule was just passed um, banning same-sex dancing from happening at any NDCA comp. So if I were to walk in with a same-sex partner, which I'm tempted to do because of this rule, right. um, and I was actually approached by a judge at the gay games who's actually in the mainstream world as well, and she was kind of telling me about um, this new rule too, which is how I found out, and she's very connected as well. But um, it's interesting... Um, because if I'm if I was to, were to walk in with the same sex partner, I would be removed from the ballroom and might even lose my license as a professional teacher with it under the NDC umbrella. That's incredible. Two years yeah. ago, this recently. Yeah. So much. Oh yeah. So it's, many it's been games going for years. In yeah. Culture and this this area, and it's one of those areas where there's probably a lot of gay people involved. Are you kidding? Like yeah. I can name like ten different judges, like right. people that are 
under that, like the top tier of that umbrella that are gay. Okay. I was raised Mormon, and I know there's a big Mormon ballroom community. Yes. I am no longer a Mormon. But is that part of the mix? Is religion Oh, in the yes. Mix? Uh, 100%. Okay. Um, BYU, Brigham Young University, has a huge, beautiful ballroom team. Like, right. Beautiful people, and many of them are accepting. It's not like they're like this big army of en- enemies. Right. Um, but unfortunately, people at the top, they share these values, and BYU has a code. Yeah. And even within the school, I have a lot of friends that go to that school. Oh, they yeah. they are no, kicked out just because they're gay. They, yeah, yes. exactly, right. And it's a huge problem, and they don't want to deal with it. Right. And, and it not just stems into the school and their religious values, but it comes into the mainstream bomb world and dictates my life, and I have nothing to do with it right. as well. The, the rules that you have to live on, and, and they're, the, they're the big organization. Well, that sounds like a whole other movie. And does it drive you crazy? Um, it does. It, it does drive me crazy to look into the eyes of other gay men that actually have a lot of power in my industry and can... Um, I mean, it's not just... And the a fear. Yeah. I was, it was, I don't, and it put I don't, up walls between you guys. I don't feel it's fearful. I don't actually feel like there's walls between us. Okay. I, I just I just look at them and, you know, I have I have compassion for them because I get it. It's all politics. It's about money. It's about um, staying on top and this right. and that. But really it's going to take unionizing for the, for same-sex dancers to kind of come out. Someone in the audience asked, where do you see it going? Uh, same-sex dancing is not going to go anywhere. It's not going to become right. anything until people kind of stand up to the NDCA and, you know, right. You know, I'm tempted to even just get a same-sex partner, go out there, and like, and see, what, just see what happens. See what actually happens because I've been in the industry for 22, 23 years, yeah. and I've, you know, I'm hopefully respected by these people. I respect these people as well, and see what actually would happen because yeah. this rule is uh, like. It's insane. It's like right. the most insane thing I've ever heard. It's like being it's, on the wrong side of history yeah. when people say that. And in 2018, yeah, like it's the craziest thing when gay rights are like approved, but now you have to actually be a, you. You're not approved by the NDCA of all people, like the Dance Council, which is like, like every single man in history, if they are a dancer, they're kind of pegged as gay. Right. And it's funny that they're trying so hard to get. Like this whole gay stigma out of their industry, which is meanwhile they're like, are, do I? Have, how do you like these feathers? Are they big? Do I have enough feathers? Do I have enough rhinestones? Do rhinestones, I have rhinestones? Yeah. Are these, exactly. It's so I mean the big weird. ones. Yes, exactly. You recently opened up your own studio I in did. the LA area. Tell people how they can find it. Uh, um, it's called the Monarch Ballroom Dance Studio. It's okay. in downtown Torrance, so the okay. South Bay near nice. Mosa and Redondo and everything. Right. Um, downtown Torrance, right near the Torrance Bakery. Okay. Um, you can look us up online. The Monarch Ballroom. Dot com. Awesome. Um, the Monarch Ballroom at gmail.com is our email address. I want to come take a class. Yeah, come take a class, please. All right, I'm into it. Yeah. All right, it was fun talking to you. Congrats you too. on the movie, and thanks, thanks for a lot. telling me all that stuff about the ballroom community that I didn't know. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> all right, thanks again to everyone from Hot to Trot for a really fun night. Afterwards, everyone went to Cantor's, and there was all kinds of good deli food and French fries and matzo ball soup, and it was carrot cake. I mean, they delivered. So it was a really, really fun night. Check out the movie if you happen to be in L.A. It's at the Music Hall. And uh, also watch for it on streaming, hopefully, in uh, early 2019. I can't believe it's almost 2019. Crazy. All right. So this happened. Okay, I did two things this week that involved headphones, um, which was kind of cool, back-to-back. On Wednesday night, my uh, yoga teacher friend, Jake Faree, who is a past podcast guest, did this cool yoga class on the roof of the Pally House in West Hollywood, which he's been doing for a number of years. In fact, that's where I first started taking his class. But this time, it was all headsets. So if you had watched it from the outside, there was no music or anything. Um, and you could just hear his voice. And it was really cool. And we started when it was still light outside. And by the time we finished, it was dark. And it was cool. And there's a tile 
um, store nearby called Emzer Tile, E-M-Z-E-R, and it has a big neon sign on the roof. And uh, usually during Jake's sundown yoga classes, the sign turns on in the middle, and I decide that that sign is God when it turns on. That's all. Uh, so <laughs> you can come do that. I think he's going to keep doing it. You can learn more about that. Just look for Jake Free on Facebook. F-E-R-R-E-E. -E. Um, it's in West Hollywood, Wednesday at 6.30. And then the next night, there's uh, the Ricardo Montalban Theater does um, outdoor movies on the roof. And this week, the movie was Mad Max, and it was on MoviePass. So a friend and I went. We MoviePassed it. I, I know. I can't. I keep thinking I got to get rid of MoviePass. It's bullshit. But now I'm a little intrigued because I was able to use it for this cool rooftop screening of Mad Max Fury Road, which is spectacular. And anyway, it was cool. And now I might go see another movie like Top Gun or some other thing that they play a lot in the summer on the roof. All right, that's all I got for this week. Thanks for listening. Go check out uh, Hot to Trot if you happen to be in L.A. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye! And I'm looking for teachers. Would you like to teach at my studio? And I, you know, and I was already in my late 20s at that point. Right. And I said, I don't know. I don't know how to teach. I mean, I dance for fun, but but I don't have no idea how to teach dance. And I don't know any ballroom or right. Latin, you know, other than salsa. And and he said that he would teach me how to dance, and how to teach other people how to dance. And so since I didn't have another plan, and it sounded like a lot of fun, I said yes. And that's what sort and of... And it worked out. It worked out. That's what, what was it like at first? Were you like, is this going to work? No, I was really just having a good time yeah. at first. I was it really into right it. from the beginning. Yeah. That's awesome. And I've always danced, even as a real, at a really young age. Like, yeah. I've always taken, like, as a kid, yeah. I took ballet lessons for a while, and then jazz yeah. lessons, and then for a while I was really into belly dancing, and right. I had a whole stint with Brazilian samba. So right. I had tried a lot of different dances. Yeah. And and then at that point in my life, felt like, well, you can't become a professional dancer. If I'm already in my 20s, I should right. have become a professional dancer when I was 16 or something. Right. So it's just, that's too late to be my dream. All I can do is sort of dabble and do it for fun. So then when he presented that as a this potential reality, a yeah, yeah, that felt really, really exciting. I love it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you during a competition? Wardrobe malfunction? Oh. Ernesto talked about totally drawing a blank one time. Just... Oh, that's well, the worst well. thing that ever happened to him? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll be in... We'll I be totally right draw a blank at some point in every single competition. <laughs> I, I, um, I lead in all our competitions yeah. and um, and I completely blank out at some point in every single yeah. competition so I don't even think of that as like the worst possible thing that yeah. happened once I had a I was doing a quick step and my dance which is a fast dance of that course. involves like, like sprinting one. around yeah, yeah. the floor 
and my dance partner <laughs> tripped on the hem of her gown mm -hmm. and fell flat on her back at oh like gosh. a full on run. She just wiped out yeah. and I wiped out on top of her. Wow. And this happens sometimes in quick step competitions. I've seen it happen to other yeah. people too. So, and then we popped back up and started dancing again. So okay. actually it seems kind of catastrophic, but, um, you get up and keep going. You know, yeah, actually it was fine. It was totally yeah. fine. And people cheered for us that we were able to get back up and keep going after, like, a pretty spectacular wipeout. I love it. All right, last <laughs> question. Why do you dance? Because it brings me joy. It makes me happy and it makes me healthy. Love it. It's fun talking to you. Enjoy the screening. Oh.